to the KSR Football Podcast. Welcome back to the KSR Football Podcast. Nick Roush here with one Drew Franklin, Charles Walker, and Austin McGinnis. It's good to see everybody. Yes. Long time to see Austin. I feel like it was just yesterday we I was saw running you into two you. weeks ago. Didn't we? When did we go bowling? Yeah, like two weeks ago. When did we win bowling? When did we win? The, did we those win? cowards no showed. <laughs> did <laughs> we win? <laughs> No one really knows. I think we won. Yeah. We did it after media day. Yeah, so two weeks ago. First week of August. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now we're going to start a weekly routine, right? I know. Season's here. Getting back into the grind. Training camp, the last day of practice, is tomorrow. Really? I saw him at the pool. That makes sense. Yeah, That was usually near the end. Yep. Um, Are you a backflip guy, Chuck? You strike me as like one of those doing the gainers uh, off the backboard. Yeah, I'm a gainer guy. But did you make the video that they put out every year? Well, they didn't really do a video that, like – this is two years ago, Tate, I mean, remember. Yeah. So we weren't really so – I don't like, even I feel think like they video had that. There's been pool videos since Joker was the coach here. That's Ooh. that's part of camp. I, I think your gainer just wasn't good enough. Maybe so. Chuck's more of a belly oh, flop guy for the attention. <laughs> there you guys. Uh. <laughs> Ooh, that's me too. Yeah, yeah. Big, big belly flop. McGinnis was going down the slide. They yeah. couldn't get him off the slide. Oh, the specialists, we stick to the slide, and they have like a little kiddie area where the water's like a foot deep, and we just kind of lounge. No, you places. all go take pictures in that lounging area. Yeah, that's no when lie. we were glowing up on Twitter, though, and now it's you know it's pretty average. But back in the day, we were glowing up. Baby pools are very underrated, though, especially for like I mean it's essentially a hot tub except not steaming hot on a hundred degree day. Yeah, well, it's filled always with heated baby pee too, though, which well. is nutritious. Everyone knows that is good for your skin. Oh, how did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. We might have to restart. <laughs> Welcome into the KSR <laughs> Football Podcast. Um, Where we promise to talk about some football. Yeah, 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 yeah. Football, and which involves playing in the pool. Uh, moving. It, so they changed moving day. It's no longer moving like two days. It's like moving week. So it just sucks all week long instead of just like one or two days going on campus. I was on mm. campus yesterday. It took me 45 minutes to get from the student center, which is just – I could walk there in less than 45 minutes. Yeah. To right here. Well, really? The, the maybe two lights, three lights, 45 minutes. Yeah, the scoop is that they had so many incoming freshmen, they filled up all the dorms, and now they're, like, having to put people in random buildings that aren't necessarily dorms. Ah, classic. Classic, yeah. classic. <laughs> getting in the science building. Classic. Like, you're inhaling all the chemical fumes, you know. But uh, that's how you know up. that UK is a good academic school. Yeah, because everybody wants to live right. on campus. I think it's football excitement from winning the Citrus Bowl that's last year. That's what it year, probably is. That's why enrollment's up. It, it, I, I can't think of any other reason why enrollment would be up. Certainly uh, has nothing to do with the, the new 
the fifty check. million dollar student center. Yeah, no, nothing to do with that. That has to do with the Citrus Bowl too. Yeah. I have the football prospectus in front of us. I haven't looked at it all year. It's been in my backpack since media day. Uh huh. Devontae Robinson's right in the middle, and that makes me sad. Oh. You see that? <sighs> that's uh, that sucks. So who's replacing him, Nick? Well, it's going to be. I Jordan know you have Griffin. a list of what we're talking about, but that's all I care about. <sighs> I. Uh, so I, I got to watch practice Tuesday. I'm I'm not as privileged as the school's all-time leading scorer. I don't get to go to practice every day, um, like one awesome McGinnis. But they did let the media in on practice Tuesday. And when I was watching one-on-ones, man, nickels are having a hard time covering those slots. Uh, I thought you were going to tell me, man, they're looking good. No, no. Maybe no. our slots are just great like they have been for the past eh, five years or so. We have become slot U. Yep, yep. Uh, Kentucky is known for their slots. Mm-hmm. Um, but – I do think that – like, I, I'm not as worried about the outside anymore, though. Like, Brandon Eccles, that dude, he's a baller. Yep. If Just keep him healthy. Keep him in shape. Get Just have him on the field as much as possible. I'm a big fan of Brandon Eccles. And uh, Cedric George surprised me earlier in camp. And I think Jamari Brown's kind of flipped. I'm pretty sure he's on the boundary. I get boundary and field mixed up all the time. Yep. Chuck, what is the difference briefly? Well, one plays to the boundary, one plays yeah. to the field, the bigger it's, side. It's very simple. Even I know that. Don't yeah. you do a 11 personnel? Yes, I do, but I just was having Chuck explain it for the general audience. Oh, okay. I thought he was going to give us some sort of nuance other than the, oh, well, the field well, plays on the field Well, usually the one on the field ass. side is a better coverage because they have more coverage Yeah, the more grass over there. See, and, and the boundary side is really the run fit slash Exactly. So Beatty was the uh, – Beatty was – Boundary side, correct? Yep. They're in the run support a lot more. I think Jamari Brown, I think he actually has that because he was very physical yep. at the point. Of the, like I like corners whenever there's any sort of comeback or hitch route or anything like that, and they're just – you hear pads popping and yep. they're making contact. Um, but inside, though, whew, man, covering the – now, granted, Lynn Bowden, Brandon Nichols to cover. is the only person that can come close to guarding Lynn Bowden on the team. But still, uh, not having Devontae Robinson, that's going to really hurt because I, I don't think we valued Mike Edwards as much as we probably should have last year. Yeah, he was sick. In, especially because he, he was sick for four years. So yeah. much. I agree. Whether it was safety or he was walking up and run support, you've got to do a lot of good things well at nickel. And, uh, that's well, going to hurt. There's four people from last year's secondary that are in the NFL right now. Yes. And so the expectations are high for these young Maybe guys. five. Maybe five. Who's yeah. fifth? What's Darius doing? Darius. I couldn't, oh, find Darius. Yeah. I couldn't find him on the Bengals thing. He didn't. Uh, well, when you there. put that in your story that he went to practice with the Bengals, somebody texted me and they said, I'm with Darius West, and he has no idea that he's going to the Bengals. <laughs> so I think Inside you made that two. up. Even <laughs> Darius West did. <laughs> I think you got him excited. He was like, well, oh, cool, KSR says I'm going to the Bengals. Well, because they, him and jo- Jones both did mini camps, so I just assumed yeah. like, oh. I don't know. Yeah, his name hasn't popped up anywhere. Yeah, so. I don't Jordan, where's Jordan Jones? Yeah, he's nowhere. not. Nowhere. Shame. Maybe KS Bar. It's not here right now. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it was a little later. You know. When the party gets pumping here at the Is Westry still with uh, the Cowboys? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So. He had a nice little sign in bonus. Yeah. If you had to sing. How do you know so, his signing bonus? So, it's public information. Whenever yeah. you. Uh, hundred grand. Whenever what? you get signed. Okay. Oh, six four guy. <laughs> and you've got to sing in front of the team and tell them what your signing bonus is. And yeah. What song are you going to sing? Uh, thank God, Knox? I'm a country boy. 
Okay. Well, life on a farm is kind of laid back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank God I'm a country boy. Thank God I'm a country boy. Yeah, yeah. I watched that scene from Hard Knocks and went, oh, my God, that would be horrible. Oh, Renfro, he was trying to butcher it just so he's got to stop be early. It would be I do some fun. old classic rock. And For I, that paycheck I, you're getting, I'll get up there and sing every morning. Duh. <laughs> like a bird. Tweet, tweet. Okay, we got past the bad news of a nickel, but here's the thing. I I mostly wanted to ask – you all, what you're most excited for, especially Drew Franklin, because I can tell whenever Drew gets the, like, it's like a twinkle in his eye, and he starts just randomly tweeting, like, football's almost here. And that's when I know that Drew's ready for football season. What got you? Drew's very ready. So jacked up for this football First season. of all, I've been a little disappointed in myself. Normally, I'm all in on what's happening in camp. I know things. I'll go to the open practices. Because of our tour and other things in life, I am, have been so out of touch this year. But just actually reading some of your stuff, some of the stuff UK's putting out, you know, we're, here we are just a little over a week away. I'm ready to see what second year Terry Wilson does with Lynn Bowden and a little more versatility out of the backfield, good offensive line, the greatest tight end in the history of football, according to Vince Merrill. Yep, yep. I'm ready to see what this offense does. Because last year was fun, getting 13 straight three and outs and defense only allowing seven points. But I'm ready to put up some big numbers. So I, I love that you mentioned uh, Vince Merrill because Vince is – he's Stoops' hype man. Because Stoops, he doesn't like being his own hype man, so he needs to have one. But I feel like he's getting to the point where he's like, Vince, can you just chill out a little bit? Can you just pump the brakes up? Like, so, Chuck, you're, you're in C.J. Conrad's shoes last year when everybody was talking about how David Bouvier, better than Charles Walker. Did that feel you – like, did that hurt your feelings? No. It, it didn't? You, no. you don't think C.J. is, like, texting Vince, like, really? Like, you still, you're still on this? I don't think C.J. is worried about what Vince is saying about him when he's trying to earn a spot on the Giants. Yeah, I guess it's a little different than what I was doing, but hell yeah, he's happy for Rick. I was happy for Bouvier, you know, two touchdowns in the first two games. I'm like, hell, maybe he should have been playing (laughs) over me. (laughs) (laughs) What was I doing wrong? (laughs) No, I mean. Why couldn't I score against Florida? Yeah, I I had lunch with him the other day. I said, touchdown in the swamp, dude. No one can take that away from you. He's like, I guess you're right. He's the nicest guy ever. (laughs) (laughs) David's literally the nicest guy in the world, so how can you hate on that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I I think the same goes for Rig. And and the the other big name that, like, can be really great if he's playing at his best and healthy is Keaton Upshaw. Yeah. Is Keaton Upshaw the – like, he's probably the most enormous – like, he's Ahmad Wagner big. Like, that that guy is – Keaton Upshaw is massive. He's huge, yeah, and he was injured last year. So getting him back and with Rig, I saw Rig at practice, and he said he's 260, and so and he's moving well. Like yeah. it's not a fat 260. So it's like a 260 that can run routes. Yeah, I mean, I can't. These running backs are gonna have to love it because there's no way that we can't run the football this year. For me, the media day we do on the first day of camp is more about just the looks test of some new faces Mm -hmm. and Upshaw was by far my biggest takeaway where I was like, holy hell, who is this person? Is he as big as the old 88? A little bigger. Ah. A little bigger. They had to actually get a new jersey for him. Oh, I doubt that. Man. Wait, who's – I don't know. I don't know. We had some stud there the past couple years. (laughs) I don't even know who it was. (laughs) Just know he was a playmaker. Uh, The thing about Upshaw, too, is that 
they, they, they're using a lot of 12 personnel this year. Not something that Charles Walker would have liked to hear. I actually he did have a cut block my senior year. Ooh, really? Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. But 12 personnel is one running back, two tights, and they've had rig down and then Upshaw as the H-back, like, like a Ooh. wing lined up behind him. That's a big-ass That ass is wing. a That's big, why yeah. I'm excited for the offense. That's Last year, it was cool to be able to just hand Benny the ball and watch him get at least three or four yards. But, you know, I don't take away from Benny. Not a lot of highlight plays, not a lot of mystery. It's just line up and give it to Benny. This year, they're going to be mixing it up a lot. I'm excited to see what they can do. I can't wait for the jet sweeps because I have a feeling we're going to be getting a lot of those. Well, Lynn, are we going to run the wild Cavassier? I think it's going to be the wild Lynn. Yeah. I well, we'll definitely get the Wild Lynn, but I, I think it might be uh, – The Wild Rodriguez, the Wild see, Rose. I, I was watching the Wild Rodriguez at practice. He, he was back there quite a bit because I think he has the same timing as Benny as far as like when you're using yeah, the bowling time, ball back there. Timing is what made Benny so good. It, but what's different though is if you've got the two tight ends and if – they do this play. It's one of my favorite plays. I don't know what you called it, Charles, but basically the zone read, but you counter the tight end to the other side to give a running back a cutback. Yeah. And just the opportunity to have A.J. Rose one-on-one with somebody five, seven yards down the field, like he's winning that seven times out of ten. It's his job. And then just pew. And so I think just having that explosive element to the offense is going to be much, much different than years past, even though we don't necessarily like – I don't know who other deep threat is going to be aside from Lynn Bowden. I'm waiting on one of our receivers to step up and become the guy we can split out by themselves, mano a mano, and know that they're going to come down with the ball 60% of the time. Does 50, that person 50% exist? of the time. I, I'm hoping it does. She, he, he or she does. Hey, <laughs> girl wants to get out there and catch TV. Anyone. I'm fine with it. One person who I, I liked at practice the other day, too, was Ahmad Wagner because – he needed a year to figure out football again. I have my prediction when you're done. So there's something about, like, especially watching Hard Knocks, my appreciation for wide receivers being able to get open out of breaks. It's You have to be so precise. And last year, like, he just didn't have the uh, the rhythm to kind of breaking down at five yards and cutting on a slant. Or I think he's going to be one of those guys where he's not going to have – Split. He's not going to have difference between him and the DB, but he's going to be the dude that just uses his body to have the catch. So it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be a sexy catch, but 15 yards, first down. And on your end of rounds, he's a third. He's essentially a third tight end blocking Absolutely. out there. Like how many times can you have? I mean, that's a jumbo package having yeah. those two tight ends and then six, seven Ahmad Wagner split out blocking people. I've not heard much of his name out of camp. Have I just not been listening for it? Or is he doing well? There, there is he going to get a lot of clock? There hasn't been a lot out of it, but I at least liked what I saw. So Somebody I know was at practice last week, and they said Akeem Hayes made a couple big plays. I don't know if he'll play, but on that particular day he was doing things. I'm very hesitant on Hayes just from his size. Now, Tay-Tay. That was my prediction right there. Oh, I took a prediction from you? Speed you, demon. See, now – I worry that he's too small to do anything this year. Do you think he can still just get past defense? I think he's going to have to play this year. Really? I agree that he's a little undersized. I don't know. Alexander and Bryce Oliver have some big bodies, but they don't have the weight yet. Yep. So I think year down the road, 
our wideouts are going to be looking real nice. But I think Tay-Tay Crumb's so fast that he's going to be able to slip behind, and I'm calling five TDs from him this year. Whoa. Yep. Whoa. Yep. Man, that is a bold. One's going to be a five screen. Five TDs. Yeah. Four long balls. One of them's going to be a little uh, screen slash – all right, I'll say screen or hitch where he catches it six yards, makes a corner miss, and, and gone. Pfft. Yep. Man, that's, that's a my prediction, prediction right there. Wow. And I thought it was crazy when I had Charles getting 20 a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that almost happened. Yeah, just he, 19 shy. For Damn. those who are <laughs> counting at home, he was the lowest ranked of the five Louisville recruits yeah. who committed in the class last year. So that's just that's I the like those low ranked Louisville guys. Yeah, yeah, they ain't too bad. No bias here. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm assuming you have some more. I, if you have all these bold predictions, I kind of want to hear some more. Yeah, let's just – we need to name this segment. Charles', Charles bold, bold predictions. predictions. I like this. Play all the right, music. well, of course, 15-0. That's – I mean, that's without being said. National yeah, champions. Yeah. Okay. 15-0, write it down. Can't count on my guys losing. So that's got to be – that's my first bold prediction. Okay, but it's not that bold because it's a given. The truth. Yeah. All right, Tay-Tay Crumbs was my second – uh, my third. Okay. And this isn't a, a bold prediction either, but, you know, they have us losing to Toledo first game at home. I say we break that spread. I think oh, the spread's at 20 covering. and a half. No, yeah. 12. 12. Oh, 12. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. 20 and a half is uh, Loserville, Notre Dame. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, 12. I yeah, think we're up. We win by 17. I think it is a – not a bold prediction to say that the Cats are going to cover, but I don't think we've ever covered a first game. At least when I've no, been there. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I do. Yes. We have not. <laughs> Betting Mark Stoops versus the Mac doesn't go well. Or against the OVC or against the Well, that's NBC why I got this money line. <laughs> any conference that's not a power five. Yeah, it's it's not been uh, typically a since, good idea. Since you all brought up the gambling, I wasn't going to do it because I don't like to put my sins out there for everyone to know about. Yeah, you don't have a podcast about it or anything. Yeah, but <laughs> with the secondary concerns, a lot of new pieces on defense are going to step up. I'm thinking there are a lot of points scored. A lot of overs? But it's 59. That's pretty high for the, for the game. Any thoughts out there? I think that we're going to be running the ball a lot. So unless we get in a I shootout. I was going to do the over no matter what. I mean, life's too short to bet the under. Don't get me wrong. Like, mm. I'll never tell you to bet the under, ever. But because here's the thing. Kobach is going to get probably three touchdowns. Oh, I forgot he See, was there. He, Bryant Kobach playing revenge game for I did Toledo. like him. He was good. Really fast. In his first year, he was – He's not doing anything on our D-line. What are you talking about? He, he was like their all freshmen. But my, my, okay, that, that is bigger than Co- – but my, my thing with Kobach is he's just going to make a couple big plays. And when you – think about how many plays that D-West and Mike Edwards took away last year because – Well, guess who's going to be the D-West this year? Who's going to be the D West Moses this year? Douglas. Really? Yep. The true freshman. Yep. Man, Chuck just coming with these balls. I got to write these down so we My can track them goodness. all off as they happen. I think he's going to be a beast. He does lower the, the boomstick. I went to the scrimmage on Saturday, and I saw him fill a hole, and I thought it was Darius West for a second. Man, that's big shoes to fill your boy D West, McGinnis. I know, but I hope it comes true. I mean, you were choking the D-West Kool-Aid this time last year. Hey, he was big time for us last year. He really was. Now, I, even with your prediction, I, th- I still think that might be a year. But he's going to play. There's gonna I mean, you might be right. It might be a year or so. But he, he he's, he's going to have to play, though, because right now he's a second safety. So with him, the thing is, 
I think he's thinking about the game too much right now because it's greater speed. You know, he hasn't played, obviously. He he's only has a spring. I think when he just lets his football mind go, he's going to be deadly. And sometimes that takes a year, two years to just realize and get comfortable with the speed. And, and you know, when you go in and you have to learn a whole new defense, you're thinking about all this stuff pre-snap. You know, a year down the road, you're going, all right, I already know everything. So you're just focused on your assignment, not what everyone else is doing. I especially think that in the secondary, like the the biggest thing that they have said coming out of camp, which, by the way, today was the last time we're meeting with them at training camp. And all like Brad Wyatt was like, we probably had our best practice to date so far. So that's good to hear. But I think the biggest thing when talking about the secondary, they're like, you know, we like what we've seen, but just we can't simulate the game. And I think – I think it's two parts. I think one of them is angles, just taking angles, pursuit. pursuit yeah. Like you can do pursuit drill all you want, but that's not game speed. Um, and then two, I think is uh, you just got beat for a touchdown. Are you gonna pout and be bad, or are you gonna you know go back out there and still be yeah. able to give your best effort? So uh, it's still kind of a wait and see. But I like that. We got coaches who are like, okay, all right, I kind of like where our team is right now. Not as excited as Drew Franklin. They're not giving him the let's go Ed Reed kind of spiel. But well, I'm just more excited for the just football. I mean, the ball. we want the kick. coaches to be excited because they're going to be good. I'm just ready to get out there, whether it's good or bad. As fun as summer is, it's time for football. Back to your over, though. I think even if Kentucky runs it a lot, still a lot of points. A lot of big I mean, playmakers. trust me, I'm not saying bet the under. I would never, ever, <coughs> ever, Over. ever Consider it done. say that. I'll parlay it with the 12. Boom. I'll hop in with you. All right. That's a fun way to. We'll drive to Indiana and do it. If KS Bar is closed after this game, I think we know how much money was put on that <laughs> parlay. <laughs> See, and I'm, I'm liking in this opening weekend, I'm liking the unders and the underdogs. So no, that's I'll, pretty lame of me, but I think it's going to be sloppy because it's. I put a my week early. my whole account on one game already. I'm, my balance is zero right now. Uh, Arizona Hawaii over. Really, I'm all I mean, in. Air it out. It's so going to be late. Pac-12 our one-year guard, party is going to be winding down. I'm going to be hammered, and I'm just going to be watching TV, screaming, touchdown, throw touchdown, ball. touchdown. <laughs> you need to look at the Notre Dame team over against. What, what is it? Thirty-seven and a half. Okay, well, I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to make a deposit. Against who? Louisville. Louisville. Oh, what, what, the four must score 37 <laughs> against Louisville. Oh. Should we good, pause? Good eye, good eye. Should all right, pause? we're going to take a break. Bad. And then we're okay, we're back. We yeah. all have just made whatever money we put in our account. We just made it all back. And again, um, it's about the mortgage. Yeah. Um, but I don't like all this gambling talk. We're in Kentucky. This is illegal. Oh, yeah, no. Not a family-friendly atmosphere. No. Which all this drinking and gambling you heathens do not up in here. Yeah, it's definitely not three o'clock on Thursday. Yeah, so are you, are, I'd be pretty bummed if I were you though, Charles. Cause you, uh, here we go. <laughs> we're gonna have another bet right now. We have a uh, hometown throwdown showdown on Friday. His team's gonna get their ass kicked again by my team. Right. It's oh, becoming yeah. an annual. Wasn't tradition. that an upset last year? That well, was. It's, it, it was, it was upset. an upset, and then now it's going to become a norm this year because my DeSales Colts are going to take his say next time. So that's tomorrow town. night? It's tomorrow night. He's actually uh, coming on the radio show. Tomorrow. We're doing the radio show from St. X. So oh. I'm going to be wearing all of my DeSales stuff, 
talking smack to all those little pussy cats. And I'm going to be wearing full pads and Saint X gear. <laughs> Love that. Helmet and all. Love Face that. painted. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, you were a running back though, right? I was. Stud. Running back, baby. 23. Yeah, Benny's lucky that Chuck didn't get the Brock. <laughs> I told Grant and Henshaw multiple times because there were a couple games, you know, where Benny was, you know, shook up. I said, if you give me the ball on third and two, I will get you that first down. Yeah, you and they always laughed, and I always said, I'm not joking. Well, Jacob Hyde said the, the same thing on the goal line, and they never gave it to him well, either. Yeah, but he never played running back ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that, that is a, that is a I very I didn't say, give, let me play D-line, point. I'll give you a sack. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's very fair, very fair. Um, okay, awesome. What are you most excited about for this year? And don't just say we. I can't get the just to play football. Uh, I, what has got you jacked up about this Kentucky football team? No, I mean each season it's a new team, new guys out there. Like you said, we got some new JUCO transfers. I think our freshman class is really good. I'll be excited to see who gets some playing time against Toledo, and just to to make a statement. I mean, Kentucky's being disrespected again in the national media, and it's like I'm ready for this. To you know, be up there with the likes of Georgia and you know Florida, and just be a football school. So I mean, for me, that's what I'm looking forward to. I think we're the strongest in the trenches that we've been going into a season mm -hmm. in a long time. We just have so much more depth now, and that's why I'm not as worried about the cornerbacks because I think in the SEC it's more important to have a stout up front and linebackers and. I mean, uh, they showed they could play last year, Oates and Square, and so I'm excited for those two to get a more prominent role. And Cash is coming back. He's sending UK gear to everyone, all, all, the, <laughs> all the national media. The Barstool so, office got a yeah. big old package today. So, I mean, I think there's a lot to be excited about. You're coming off a 10-win season, and I think the goal is to go to the SEC championship game. And I think it's realistic to think that coming off the season that we did and returning who we did and – so I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, the defensive line, like Derek LeBlanc said, he's like, you know, we, we don't really have ones and twos. Like, if you're in the game, you're a one. Because they have six guys that they can just rotate in seamlessly. And that's never happened. Ever. Ever. I, I'm not sure there's – we've had three guys <laughs> that should be out there until yeah. Stoops got here. The defensive line, there's been some stars to come out. Jeremy Jarman, guys like that. But right. as a collective group, it's never been much to brag on. Well, and it's usually one or two guys, and they're always the defensive end. They're the edge guys. They're Josh Allens. They're people who are just kind of teeing off from that. These guys are big in the middle. Quentin Bohanna is like – I was also just looking at him on the cover of this. So One of the best part about Quentin is that if he needs a breather – you don't lose anything when you put Marquand McCall Dude, in there. Yeah. He might be bigger bully. than Quentin. Do we agree we're only calling him bully? Yeah, bully. we're just bully. Well, I didn't know if the viewers knew who bully okay, was. Okay, so yet. let it be known. Marquand McCall is bully. Yep. And he, he has that nickname for a reason. But, like, Bohanna, I'm watching the other day. Drake Jackson, Logan Stenberg, those guys are probably playing in the NFL, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty good. He's, like, holding up both of them with, like, one arm while, like, grabbing the other Luke Fortner. Like, just let's just take up three people with one guy. Like, you don't – that's what we all, like, kind of, like, had a pipe dream that Matt Elam was going to be this just indomitable force in the middle. That is – Quentin Bohanna is that dude. And between him and being able to line up guys in the four-eye, like, I'm freaking pumped 
to watch this defensive line. Yeah, I mean, and then J.J. Weaver as an incoming freshman, he looks the part, and we got commits out the wazoo for D-line. So, I mean, the future's looking bright for Kentucky football, just based solely on the trenches. I am – yeah, what are also, you looking most forward so I, to? I, I, had, I made a discovery the other yeah, day. you're Chuck. the expert. I made a discovery the other day. I was talking to Calvin Taylor, who I'm just a big fan of talking to Calvin Taylor because he's a 6'9 defensive lineman. Like, that just, that's not a thing. It's yeah. never a thing. And I was always the tall guy that, like, oh, you don't fit in. You know, so, like, it's, it's nice to – tall guys, we got to stick together. And so I was talking to Taylor. I was like, you know, about the, the difficulties of being the tall guy on the defensive line. And he brought up the Magic Package. Ooh. Have you all ever heard of the Magic Package? No, it's not when you pull a bunny out of your hat. That's not it. Michael Scott. He's, it's, that's not it. It's third down. We're putting in nine defensive linemen. All Don't of give the away 11, defensive, 11 linemen. defensive linemen. But like it's that. Calvin Taylor's a nose guard. Jam and him off the line. So it's all about speed because it's – wait, is it third and I, distance? I'm, 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 I'm third and distance. It's so what yeah. J.P. Pascal – All right. Remember when he murdered that person at Southern Miss? Mm, yes, yeah, right on the goal line. Yeah, the Hattiesburg <laughs> police like had to like, press charges and everything. Literally. It was a real nasty situation. It was on criminal minds. I don't know how <laughs> it wasn't uh, safety either. <laughs> But that was their kind of version of it where it's like, oh, we're going to just take our, put our best pass rushers in. And I think from talking to Calvin and Bogey, that's the magic package on third down. And he's like, we can bring three. We can drop back and bring six. It doesn't matter what we do. And I like having a world where you have six and nine Calvin Taylor knocking down passes as a nose guard on the line of scrimmage. I do too. Oh, man, it's just so exciting. Also, why I'm less worried about the DBs is that's uh, Coach Stoops' specialty is DBs. So they're going to get better as the season goes along. Hope you're right. They better be. I'll definitely. I, I have like sleepless that. nights over the secondary. Well, they're going to get. They're young, but I'm saying they're going to get better because nope. it's it's like that's his specialty. That's his bread and oh, butter. That's where he came from. He just so. put Ed Reed in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. People so, do I mean, forget that. You got to have some confidence in that moving forward. If they do, I won't say suck, but if they don't perform like they need to, how Offense. low can the season fall? If the secondary just can't do anything. Six. That's Seven. the worst possible. Like, I can't even – I would be willing to just give up on everything I've ever done in this business if they don't win six games this year. Like I will, it will defy all of my football knowledge, and I will be a complete. <laughs> Drew's and utter looking at us moron. like he's been a Kentucky fan for a long time. Just say, I've seen some things. This is new era, okay. guy. <laughs> new era. Yeah. Like, oh, you got to beat Louisville, Scott's Tots. Okay, they'll That's beat. Tough. They'll beat Scott's you got, Tots. You, <laughs> you, oh, you got to beat Vanderbilt. You know who their quarterback is? It's Charles Walker Jr. That's damn. That's, I did not know that. They're gonna be good. <laughs> but like, so and then you have to beat Arkansas at home. Oh, no. They have, like, three tackles have had their ACLs torn in the preseason. All okay. right. We're not talking Jeez, about no, injuries bro. here. Oh, again, Two years ago, guy. you single-handedly broke someone's leg. All right. Who was that? It was Landon. It was Why also, are we talking about we it? Better was, it, was, it was when they did three scrimmages, too. They te- they've taken out a scrimmage. You okay. all get okay. off the injury train. But, no, but my, my point is, is that when you're this good up front, as Austin said, you're going to be able to, like, the MAC teams that you have trouble with, you're just going to be able to bully them up front. 
you can beat people up front. So where oh, you got to win four conference, non-conference games and beat Vanderbilt and Arkansas, and you're going to a bowl. And that's if everything's a four-alarm fire. And I don't think it's going to be that bad. I will say, when there, there's going to be times when people get beat deep. like Damn right. But that's that happened to us, even with good DBs. It exactly, happens. it happens. And but Ronnie I think Johnson got beat a couple times last year for touchdowns. Yeah, but I I think and there's in the NFL. enough elsewhere to make up for that. Um, the thing is, it's all about W's. I don't care if the game if we win by two points against Toledo, I don't care we take if it's the two W zero. and move on. I do if I'm taking the over in minus twelve. <laughs> we yeah, two zero ending game would not be good for the over at fifty nine. Two zero would probably make headlines if that were the final score. I'm interested in this Florida Miami game. That's this Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be former fun to UK watch. quarterback of the future, Jaron Williams. <laughs> He'll be here. <laughs> I think he might decommit before the taking game. the field. Ooh. I think he's gonna walk out in a Kentucky uniform. <laughs> <laughs> What a uh, recruitment that was! Uh, did you see where Jimmy Johnson? Jimmy Johnson gave him like a pump-up speech for the game to like get him ready. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, they're giving. When him is that? Saturday night before the Hawaii game. But it's like late. Se- seven o'clock. Yeah, seven, seven o'clock kick. Yeah, we'll be watching it. Yeah, I think Florida is very overrated too. But I don't know. So. They just ranked eighth for no reason. I mean, do we sense. want Florida? To I think they are. I, th- I think they're. I want Florida to win. So yeah, we want Florida to win and coast and take their hot stuff. Oh yeah. We don't need them to get smacked in the mouth and regroup, right? Yeah, I think it's because they have. And a, it doesn't affect the standings at all. So. Right. Yeah, and they have a bye, and then they have a. Uh, we. Man, you just were talking about SEC East standings in August, and <laughs> that was. Woo! Yeah, that new, actually felt weird. This is new territory. I got confused there for a second. Oh, man. We've never talked about SEC East standings ever until two years ago. Oh, man. It feels good. We're already doing math on good what we got to have happen. Good job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. We did it. You guys did it. Yeah, like you actually did. Yeah, <laughs> we're just talking about it. Oh, man. That's exciting. Speaking of things you did, Austin, uh, what's uh, Chance Poor doing this year? I know you, you went on a radio show this morning and talked about it, but I didn't get to hear because that show's way too early for me. Yeah, it was too early for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, I, I think he's going to do good. I mean, you never really know what you're going to get until there's a pressure situation or because you can't simulate that kind of pressure where the team needs you to make the kick or whatever is going to happen. But, I mean, he's working hard and he's making his kicks at practice, so I think he's in a good spot. Have you seen much of him and worked with him or talked to him or – have you even met him? Do you know each other? I'm just more of a friends? positive uh, morale kind of guy. On Twitter. I'm, yeah. a, I'm just the hype man. Like, hey, good job. You look good out there. Okay. You know, I'm just that's a, come, keep us confident. Coming from you, so. though, that's a lot. Yeah. If I were a young kicker and Austin McGinnis was saying good job, I would think I'm doing a very good job. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully that situation will be handled. Hopefully we uh, get in the end zone a lot. But, yeah, all he has to do is kick PATs. Yeah. That's it. That's true. And kickoffs. Yeah. I just pulled him There's up on no, this. McKinnis doing kickoffs still. Yeah, McKinnis yeah. kicks off, so he just has to kick field goals. There you go. And I just pulled Chance up on the – I keep mentioning this prospectus I have in front of me. I didn't know his name is Charlie. Did you all know that? I didn't know that either. Ooh. Charlie Lewis Poor the Third. No. What if we uh, – I would, I would get legal counseling from Charlie Lewis Poor the Third. Yeah, that's a fancy name. Yeah, sounds like I, it should be in Vanderbilt. I think no, that – You have a medal. <laughs> I think that we, it's time to move. At first it was Charles, then it was Chuck. I think you should go by Charlie now. Charlie, Charlie Walker. Guy. Charlie Walker seems like a good old boy that, like, has all the right gaming tips. I don't think you go to Charlie till like, above the age of 60. Nah, it's Chuck forever now, you all. 
I made that decision a long time ago. All right, he has five things he, he said in this book. Okay. And I'll tell him to you tell me if this will makes you more confident in him having a 40-yarder <laughs> with three seconds left in the okay. tie game or less. I like this. One word to describe him on the field is focused. We like that. Yeah, we'll take very that. Good. Good. Very good. We'll take yeah. that. Uh, his most memorable moment as a football player is hitting six field goals in one game. That's a good stat. Pretty good. That's All a good right. stat. Get you a better offense, but that, that works. Yeah, I was about to say, come on, offense. His hidden talent is playing tennis. Does that come into play at all? Uh, Tennis, you're out there alone. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. going to yeah. Angles. We'll take it. Angles, yep. wind. Trajectory. I don't think wind matters. Trajectory. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's a net and involved dive. in both. Yep. Net you got to get it place. over the net yeah. instead yeah. of yeah. into the net. But, yeah, yeah same some, thing. There's some good stuff. Yeah. One of them doesn't matter. And his best advice he's ever received is stay calm and relax. I, I like think him. I told him that, too. Okay. So. Yeah, actually said oh, from man. Austin McGinnis. There we go. Man, perfect. So, yeah, I think we're in good shoes. Give him the ball. We don't give it to him. Put it on the ground in front of him. So let him touch it with his foot. <laughs> <laughs> at the at the practice we were at the other day, you know, practices start with trying out field goals, and they just bought from one hash, and they slowly go back. And he was just banging them between the uprights, no problem. And I, I, until he got to 57 yards. So he got to 57 yards, and it just just barely didn't get there. And after – I heard him leaving the facility talking to one of the other specialists, and he's like, damn it, I told him today that I wasn't going to miss any. And get all the way to 57 and just – so if he's kicking himself over missing a 57. But it was short, you said? Just a little bit, yeah. Okay, so we got his range at about – 54. 54, 55 is the max. Yeah, yeah. All right, if, especially if he's it. got a little bit I'm of wind. Oh, too. pro tip, they're, they got good footballs this year, though, so – we got a nice, fat, juicy okay. Nike instead of a, skinny a skinnier ones. where the sweet gotcha. spot's very hard to find. So gotcha. That that's, should give that's all info of our you specialists. you can't get anywhere no. except from, from you. Yeah. This, the specialist should do well. Terry likes the ball. So, yeah. Good, good to know. Good, good things going forward. Man, Terry's second year, Terry. That's going to be exciting. Like, I just hope you all are ready for it. I hope the Terry haters are ready for it. I want all I'm, the Terry haters to – Fight me. What? I couldn't think of anything to say. I know. I hate the people that are like, oh, Terry sucked last year. Well, why should I expect anything this year? Like, they, he won in the swamp in, like, his second career game. And had, like, game. 250 total yards and two or three touchdowns. Yeah, eat it. Yeah. Um, and, my, and my favorite is when the Terry haters were getting excited because they actually thought Gunnar Hulk was going to start at Ohio State. <laughs> that was never going to happen. I'm, I'm sure Gunnar is a great guy. He's we're pro we're pro gunner podcast. Absolutely. But I'm he, pro gunner. Yeah. But nobody's got anything against Gunner. He's but he's not Justin Fields. Yeah. No, I it's okay to like him and say he was never gonna start at Ohio State. But yeah. he might get a lot more playing time at Ohio State because they just beat dudes by like fifty points and But he might even be the third there, right? <laughs> they put their yeah, third string in I mean, for the second half. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They but score a lot of points. They did say that he has to still compete to be the second guy, which like I feel like that's kind of a jerk move, but Nonetheless, uh, that he 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 might play in that he could get like like Fields Fields is a running guy he could get hurt. Same yeah. thing with uh, Jaron Williams and Tate Martell. Like Tate Martell, even though he just transferred from Ohio State, he might have to play because Jaron gets hurt. So I heard he was trying to transfer from Miami now. I don't know. That might be the same account that tweeted that. Gunner won this job. I almost texted Gunner like, "Hey, congratulations!" I'm oh. sure he got a lot of texts from that. That would have been awkward. I just remembered a text I got out of a practice a couple weeks ago. Oh, I'm not gonna say the person because I think this 
text is ridiculous, but it was sent to me. Uh, it's about Terry, so let me skip through. But then it says, he is spinning it like Elway. No BS. You can hear the ball come out. Ooh. I will say I saw some tight spirals Saturday. Nice. I'm, I'm t- Team Terry as much as anyone, but spinning it like Elway. I didn't say that. I said tight spirals. <laughs> so is his drive at Missouri much different than Elway's drive against the Browns? Yeah, he, Wilson did it against a better team. Exactly. And – Terry did it with no time left on the clock. Final play. There was 0.0 on. So I think I think we should be asking, should John Elway get compared to Terry Wilson? Yeah, I'm completely with you. Yes. I have heard uh, Sawyer Smith is looking pretty good too. I actually, yeah. I, I think will he get playing time against Toledo? That's a good question to ask. <sighs> yeah, once yeah, we're yeah, up yeah, by throw him in. But will he will he get to throw it though? Will we get to see him sling it? Yeah, if he goes in the game, he definitely throws it. I'll if yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call, good call. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I we're can see that. running all verts. <laughs> he did. That yeah, first. the Tay-Tay Crumbs going deep for one of the touchdowns. There you go. Uh, it was funny. So, in the first, like, that media day open practice, he just didn't know the offense, so he was just throwing it to his vertical every time. And so, like, that's just awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Uh, same thing whenever Lynn Bones in the Wildcat or whatever, and they're telling him he can throw it. He's just throwing it deep. It doesn't matter. Just letting it rip. Now, when I did see Sawyer the other day, they ran a nice little play where uh, it was a play action, and the tight end leaked out. and was No, it was a Cleveland. They had They had the slot motion over. Ran a play action and everybody bit on the linebackers bit on it. Cleveland just caught, just dumped it right over Cleveland's shoulder yep. for a score. And that it was it was a pretty pass. And adding Sawyer was very very big deal. Yes, very big deal. I think it was very important because we saw Nick Scalzo go down, uh, tore this same ACL he just rehabbed, which just sucks. Like yeah, I saw that in at, practice too. Absolutely brutal. Um, I mean, to, to mostly from like because he wasn't going to play this year. So, like, it's not affecting the whole team. It might affect Gilmore's going to have a step up on him now, obviously. But, like, to spend the last, I don't know, seven, eight months rehabbing and then just be like, okay, now I've got to go do this again. Like, that, that sucks. But if they didn't get Smith, it would be Amani Gilmore and Walker Wood as your other quarterbacks. And that just ain't going to cut it. No. Sorry, Smith. In a, in a situation where they need somebody to come in and win him a game, he can win him a game. Love hearing that. So, I'm excited. Now, I know Chuck is in Austin going to pick 15 and O's. So, thinking uh, of, is this a prediction show? So, I'm this Damn isn't it. this isn't actual predictions. What I'm okay. saying is I'm breaking down the games cuz there's I think there's four different categories for the games this year. And it's kind of what you need. We're going to talk about what Kentucky needs to do to win these games. And it's going to – there's really only one that's up for a lot of debate. But up first, Georgia. How does Kentucky beat Georgia? Take shots. First down, second down, third down. Just bait them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That is good. Um, They're very good. They are very good. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but I'll go ahead and say it. That's a loss. Man. I saw like pictures from their spring game or oh, no their scrimmages and I'm like damn we still don't got dudes that look like their dudes. <laughs> Wait, got our up- guys <laughs> upgraded to what they were just a couple years ago. Yeah, they, and they they've got upgraded new- to Alabama. Yeah, they've they're 
on a different level. You're right. They're on national. They're peaking when we're peaking. Why couldn't they wait a few more years? Yeah. If everyone would or have stayed it, where they were a couple years just, ago yeah. and just us. Oh, yeah. Move forward, that would have been nice. We'd be a shoo-in. Because, man, they did lose a bunch of receivers, but they're still Georgia. Who are, Who's their West opponents? Auburn and maybe a and I know Auburn is their That would really help. So, yeah, we could still lose that one and go to Atlanta. Yeah. All we have to do is be overrated Florida. So, yeah, there's – it's possible, but we'll just say that that's going to be a stretch. A we'll lot call of things it an have to go. Victory. A lot of things have to go right now. The three road games: Mississippi State, South Carolina, South Carolina. and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, essentially a home game. Especially now that they're selling booze. Oh man! We already take that stadium over. Even more people are like, "All right, Nashville." Yeah, we're getting KSR to comp that trip yet. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll comp that trip. I'm waiting on that okay, invite. Yeah. Um, Who else? A, That'll be the KSR football podcast roadshow. Who else right. is serving alcohol? Let's in this get a van season? like the. Uh, it's about half and half, right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty half and half. Are we not as the bourbon state of? We're not. The world, we're not. No, no. We've given what? up. We've relinquished. We're that a title. family program. Family oh friendly atmosphere. But no you can get booze. your face painted in a balloon animal if you. <laughs> That's all I want. That's why I go to the games. Well, who is it though? It's uh, Al- Alabama's not. Georgia's not. Nope. LSU uh, Mississippi is. State is not. Uh, Kentucky is not, and South Carolina, South Carolina is not. Missouri So pretty is much every road game except for uh, every destination Kentucky's going to this year, except for Vanderbilt, is dry. It would be um, interesting to see how that changes the atmosphere. Ole Miss is not announced anything yet, but they're installing party decks. So yeah. they're going all in on it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're they'll have people there that don't even know a game's going on. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. They get like celebrities to show up at the Grove, though, so yeah. that would be good for them. We're still working on that. We got some celebrities. I mean, Charles Walker. Toby Keith. Yeah. yeah. He, he's around occasionally. Yeah, he shows up during Keeneland. Uh, Kevin Richardson. Yeah. Ooh. From the Backstreet Boys. Backstreet's back. All right. Uh, what's the guy? Uh, Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. Oh, he doesn't miss a game. Yeah, when he's not, like, working. Huge UK football guy. He's probably in the – I feel like most of those people are probably in the beer drinking sections, though. <laughs> so family friendly in some sections. Yeah. Um. But on the road, though, of those three games, I feel like even though on paper, or at least by the, the brand name. So, Kentucky, we've typically struggled against Mississippi State. We've owned South Carolina as of, as of late and have owned Vanderbilt. I think these three teams are about as even as they've been in previous years in that Mississippi State is going to be down. They they don't have a quarterback. They lost most of their skill guys. They're always good up front, but – I don't think Mississippi State's going to be very good this year. Vanderbilt has three NFL guys on offense. They've got Jared Pickney at tight end, Kalijah Lipscomb at receiver, and Keyshawn Vaughn, who Vaughn, until he got hurt, almost single-handedly beat Florida last year. That was pretty impressive to watch. I saw that entire game. Yeah, and I was screaming (laughs) at the television, like, how is Florida going to end up winning this game? And then, I mean, we needed a Benny Snell put the team on his back. Darren Sharper, the hardest hitting safety in the league. And Benny did that against Vanderbilt to win that game. Now, bad weather. There was a lot of weird circumstances. It was kind of that part of the year where Stoops' teams are like, all right, depth is hurting right now. We got we to gotta pick it up. Yeah. But Vanderbilt beat us last year. So I think Vanderbilt is a little bit better than we think. And I think South Carolina, even though Kentucky's owned them, this year, like, 
What about Missouri? They Jake got Billy Kelly Bryant. Us. So that that's I'm I'm just doing these three right now. Well, my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, easy there. Yeah, I just, I'm I'm super curious about that. I don't know why. I'm just super Especially curious because they well, might not have a bowl game. Because either. he's experienced. He's won games in the past. So like, I don't know. I would think that he would be able to perform pretty well there. But we'll see. But also, I mean. How good was Missouri last year? And Drew Locke was a first-round pick. I don't know if Kelly Bryant's going to be a first-round pick. And they they have first a really There's good a difference draft. between being a good NFL pick and winning games in college because a dual threat in college is way more valued than it is in the NFL. It's true. And their offensive line is awesome. Charles is much. right. People do forget that Missouri did not have a first half against Kentucky. First uh, down in the second half against yep. Kentucky. First yeah, 13 we, straight three and outs. Yep. Also had to beat them on the last play of the game, though. People forget that, though. Back to our away teams. Yes. I think on the three road games, though, they're, I think there's, it's going to be two and one. And I'm not sure well, which. You're going two and one. Yeah. I'm I going. got one and two. I, oh, I think, God, you are. I think South Carolina is coming to an end. Chuck, should we year. leave now? Or? I think so. But the reason why yeah, I, I think it can't happen is because South Carolina, if Kentucky gets a lead, South Carolina can implode. I just worry about this team playing from behind because they never played from behind last year. Like, we played with a lead in every single game, except for the Missouri game and yeah. the Georgia game. And I think you can't state it enough how good Josh Allen was and how clutch he was. He was so clutch. Every time we needed a sack or a strip sack, he got it. Every time. Every time where the other team had a glimpse of hope towards the end of the game to maybe make it close, get within a score, or to score, Josh Allen was right there and they were punting the ball back to us. And so there, that's production loss. I mean, we will be better. We'll be good in, in the trenches, but without someone that's that technically skilled and that can get to the quarterback literally whenever he wanted to, mm-hmm. that, that worries me a little bit. You two that have uh, play, played the game for Kentucky, tell me how much this matters. South Carolina goes Alabama at Missouri, Kentucky, then at Georgia, Florida. So Kentucky's sandwiched in a gauntlet. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, me watching at home, I think, oh, they'll probably overlook that a little bit. Is that overlook? Is and you're just tired. Yeah, you're tired of getting beat. I'm sorry, not even. I beat wish that Georgia game was flip flop with us. Kentucky. Yeah, I think nice. it could go both ways though, because remember when we played Alabama close in the first half, and that gave us confidence going forward. Yeah, that yeah, did. But then everyone, no one practiced for like two days after. <laughs> you're, <everyone was> you're, <laughs> you're right. I mean, it was like walkthroughs in the Tuesday practice. There was like 50 people practicing because. <laughs> Mike, the like, yeah, half the team was just like, I could go, but <laughs> I also feel horrible still. All right, all right, we'll relax. We play. Have you all heard South Carolina's schedule this year? It, it belongs in a museum. Yeah, it, it I does. Know they have Clint, I mean, all right, they open Clint. with North Carolina, who's not great, but, you know, that'll but be a game. Mac Brown, first game in yeah. Mac Brown era, they'll be juiced up. A little up. bit of a rivalry there. Yep. Then they have Charleston Southern, and they'll win that. Then Alabama at Missouri, Kentucky, obviously, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, at Texas A&M, yeah. Clemson. Jesus. Who scheduled that? They are not that? going to a bowl. <laughs> they, could, they could be one and five. <laughs> no, they, they could be one and five when they play Kentucky. Is it one and five or one and four? No, they play Kentucky. They could. Uh, there's only four games. For oh, okay. Kentucky. But either way. If they Who w- has Alabama, Clemson, and at A&M and at Georgia on their schedule? Idiots. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that's they that's might not even care about the Kentucky game. They if they don't beat but like if they don't beat Kentucky, they're not going to a bowl game. Like there's no way around it. That is like 
that will define their season, the Kentucky game. And that's why I think it's either it's so big that they'll play up for it, or it'll be like two years ago when it was a blackout and they decided not to shake Courtney Love's hands. Were you were you out there when the handshake happened, Chuck? Yeah, you were on the team. I was on the team, but I wasn't out. You weren't at the handshake because no, that handshake. No. Did it really? Did you all get that pissed off over it, or was that kind of like something to talk? I about? I didn't even know that happened. Honestly. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> that was a fun little talking point after the game. You get pumped up from their crowd. I'm not it's sure. So sick yeah, there. like it's it's. If your juices aren't flowing at kickoff for that game, then you're dead. You have the towels. If, if you're going storm, to go crazy. to a road game this year, I would pick that one. Either that or Georgia for sure. If if they lose the first game against North Carolina, season's over. Do you just fire him then? Because there's no way he's going to have a year. And they already hate him anyway there. Or they're at least fed up with him a little bit. Oh, man. Talking about Muschamp, obviously. I, I have family down there, and I was asking people I didn't know, so what do you think about Muschamp? This is year one when everybody loves their new coach, and he's like, I don't think I can trust him. There's <laughs> just something about him I can't trust. And it's like, yeah, because it's Will freaking Muschamp. Well, Stoops owns him. Yeah, and I, I really want to win that game. I'm worried about it, um, so I'm going to pick against my gut. Um, well, I'm going to go with UNC beats them, and by the time they play Kentucky, no one cares on that team because right. Muschamp's fired and they have just played Alabama and still have to play Georgia. So let's say conservatively, this is worst-case scenario. Right now, just Kentucky 1-2 in those games. Worst-case scenario, 1-2 and two You're through not those even entertaining I'm going all out of three. order. I'm, I'm going all out of order. We're just saying uh, or 1-3 overall. Sorry. One and three overall uh, with losses to Georgia, beat Vandy, lose South Carolina, Mississippi State. Four non-conference games. You're beating Schmolito. You're beating Schmeastern, Michigan. Uh, it's Maxson. They'll play it close. They're good teams. And they'll, they won't win by as much as fans want, but they're still going to win. Louisville, it's basically like, uh, you know, when you see the guy walking down the street whistling and flipping his keys in the air and shaking them around because – just everything's great and life is easy and life is good. That's what's going to happen when the cards come to town. If if Kentucky doesn't beat Louisville by, I don't know, thirty, that might be that'll be a surprise. And it's the last game of the year. Louisville will have probably three wins. Their players are going to be like, let's just get this over with. I'm yep. ready for winter. Did you know Jawan Pass had the second lowest quarterback rating in the history of Pro Football Focus last year? I thought he was the second coming of Lamar. No, no, better than Lamar. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Better yeah, their Lamar. offense Excuse was going to be better than without Lamar. And he had the second worst of all time? Yep, second worst graded quarter, starting quarterback in the history of pro football focus. Pretty bad. It's not, not good, Bob. Yep, not good. Well, no, Bob's gone. This <laughs> yeah, is uh, Scott. Scott. Scott's there. We get, we get Nick Petrino. Oh, yeah, coming in with the Skyhawks. Yeah, he's a coach at UT Martin. Man, he does not look like. No, he does not. It's almost like his dad got him a job. <laughs> No. <laughs> so wait, did you, was he the one that you played against? Or no wait, he was older. He was no, nah, he was older. Yeah. Uh, no Petrino's I'm, here. I'm pretty sure I almost got into a fight with him in like little league basketball. He was a punk ass. Didn't like that guy. <laughs> well, um, you so, should interview him when they come to town on November 23rd. Okay, we'll do. So after the four non-conference wins, and we're going to say one and three in the other games, so you're you're five and three. These are the big. These are the 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 four. Big games of the year. Arkansas win. Chad Morris, that team stinks. So now you're bowl eligible, like we said earlier. Florida, Tennessee, Missouri. What do you got to do to beat the Tennessee Volunteers, Drew Franklin? Watch last year's film. Yeah. Uh, play inspired because they – well, they didn't ruin your year, but they 
Put a little stain on the year last season. Play at home. That's my goal. Play at that's, home. That's, I think it's huge against Tennessee. It's hard. I don't think Tennessee is going to be that good. I'm more worried about Missouri than I am Tennessee. Yeah, but Tennessee wasn't good last year, and they still yeah. – Yeah, Kentucky didn't even show up. I'm, that stadium's a hard place to play at. I'm not making an excuse for them, but, I mean, it takes some guts and some glory to go down there and beat them in that – 110,000 seater stadium. Yeah, and so I'm glad we got him at home. I don't think Kroger Field is world renowned for the home field advantage, but the stadium, a Tennessee night game is what? Like, I mean, the last time they were in town, that was awesome. Steven did the hurdling in the end zone. That team wasn't great either, but I, I think you're right in that there will be a yeah, lot we more had five juice. turnovers in that game. Oh, yeah. Five turnovers. Still, still one. one. That's stupid. This Florida game, though, is going to be so hype because it's 7 o'clock on ESPN. You can't ask for a better spot. You, the players Don't will lose be one of the first two. Don't give the fan base a reason to. You know, you got to go to that game 2-0. You got to be 2-0 going to the Florida game. And Kroger Field will be rocking, absolutely rocking. That Chuck will be on the sidelines. Woo. I'll be on the sidelines. We'll be in the press box eating the press box. Wet pulled pork. Yep. Ooh. Moist. I, see, Felipe Franks doesn't scare me at like one bit. Now their corners corners are pretty scary. Don't they, they have are. aren't they young in the secondary? They're not deep at all. They've yeah. they've had a ton of I read of injuries. A, a story like they're not much better off than Kentucky in the secondary because they're having to play a lot of true freshmen. But those guys are like best in America freshmen. So a little bit different. In high school. Yeah. But Yes, you're right. We got some JUCOs, guy. Experience. Exactly. But the, may, who does scare me, though? Like a guy like Kadarius Tony. So, like, that's one of those games. He's to, still there. He's still there, yeah. Damn it. Yeah, so you need to have Lynn Bowden. Back up for Emmett Smith. <laughs> you need to have Lynn Bowden play as good, if not better, than Kadarius Tony. Because he's Tony's going to be really that good. That just tells you how good their freshmen are. <laughs> <laughs> that he's been there for 17 years. <laughs> that's why you always think they've been there for so long, because they come in they as true freshmen. Well. So, but that's one of those still where I, I, it is winnable. W. You got the home field advantage on your side. What I think is going to be, could be equally as big of a game, though, is that Missouri game. Because Missouri, if you want to talk about weird schedules, they, like, start the year at Wyoming, and their only other road game before they come to Lexington is at Vanderbilt, which, as we've said earlier, not a real road game. Somebody put out um – the first week that every team in the SEC plays a top 25 team, and Missouri doesn't play one till like, November or something. Yeah, it's – That's not fair. It's r- ridiculous. So, so but that means that for that Missouri game, let's say Kentucky is rolling and only has one loss at this point. Let's say it's 6-1 it's and one Kentucky versus 7-0 Missouri. That's number 10 versus 15. ESPN 7 o'clock Saturday night. Kelvy Bry, Terry touchdown. That could be a huge, huge game. Yeah. And they're going to have the revenge factor for choking it away last year oh, in the yeah. last minute. You saw their players and coaches were still talking about they it this week. Still, even, even their beat reporters are like, like Dave Matter was like, he screwed off the top of his head like it was a top or a bottle cap trying to rip his head off. No, the guy ran into him. Like, it was a fade route, and he caught it over him. Like, that is – so So for Missouri and South Carolina, Kentucky's living rent-free in both of their heads. And you just hope that that works to the Cats' favor. 
Yeah. So. You're starting to talk me into more wins than I had in my mind projected. And here's the thing, Drew. Especially with him over here saying 15-0. and 0. Is when you go through, like, each game and you start – like, if you were – if we don't do it at KSR because we don't need – we aren't hurting for content that bad. But if you were going to write, like, a sentence or two for each one and you were going to talk yourself into why this was the score, each one – you'd be like, 10-2. and 2. Ten and two. You can do that. You can talk yourself into every game. I can talk myself into while forward is overrated, and that's what makes this season fun. Because Arkansas f- still sucks, right? Yeah, they're okay. they're very bad. So like, Arkansas plays like one good game a year. I think they play like Ole Miss or someone in a neutral site. And they, yeah. And they that's their only. They good went game. two and ten last year. That's not an ideal record. Not very good. Not very good at all. But th- that's what's exciting about this season. If you don't want to ask why I'm so excited, it's because. The four is high at six because Kentucky's so good in the trenches. And the ceiling is incredibly high, too, because Terry Wilson, he's he's has the potential to be the fifth-best quarterback in the SEC, right behind your uh, Tua's, your Jake Fromm's, your Joe Burrow's, and your Kellen Mods, who are the consensus top four guys. Like, yeah. He can leapfrog Franks, Garantano, all those guys. If Charles Walker Jr. at Vanderbilt. Yes, oh, at Vanderbilt. Man, he's good. If he just – plays with a little bit of confidence, and makes the routine plays. And I think that's one part about the team that we're going to see this year. We always talk, ooh, I'm going to pass at the running backs more, pass the running backs more. Well, the quarterback has to be able to get it to him. And this year Terry's doing this thing, Charles. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but it's called when quarterbacks read through their progressions. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Or like when they scramble. It was a David Bouvier forfeit touchdown last Damn year. right. Hit the sideline and just go north. Up. And – if you're short, you go long. If you're long, you come short. But I also like that, like, it's third and four, and Terry's got all the time in the world because he's got an awesome offensive line in front of him. Oh, first guy's not there, second guy's not there. Oh, like A.J. Rose, he can get four yards in the open field. Check down. Boom. That's keeping drives alive. Or just a nice scramble. Yeah. And Terry was pretty banged up for, like, the second half of the year. We didn't see much of the running game. So, I'm, I'm excited. One week away. Man. One week. The first game. Shouldn't be at noon. I'm excited. It's got to be at noon. <laughs> there's no other way. Actually, for me, I'll be at a uh, bachelor party. Shout out Austin Sweeney getting married. So we're in Chicago. It's actually at 11 for us. Oh. Ah. Mm-hmm. All day. All day. Just wake I've got up. a bachelor party during the Mississippi State game. Mm. Oh, you don't have to go to Starkville? No. Or, or is the bachelor party in Starfield? That's probably what Guess it is. Guess where the bachelor party is? Lexington. KS Bar? Yeah. Woo! There you go. You can have Starkville. Is it South of I made my presence known in Starkville earlier this year. Jack's going to Starkville. Okay. Yeah. I did yeah. enough damage to Starkville, I'm not going back. And uh, you, you, that weekend, actually, same weekend as Bird and Beyond, which um, I don't know. Yeah. If you're all feeling froggy, we might have some passes to give away on this podcast. So Oh, you want to give some passes I'm, away? I might be able to give some away if our listeners are awesome. So I don't go to events better on be, football games. What about our you better be really good <laughs> listeners. What about our producers? We don't have a producer. Commentator. Your guest. Guest. Yeah. Co-host. Co-host. Analyst. Color analyst. There we go. I think they deserve some. All of those God. positions. <laughs> But, yeah, that's going to be a fun weekend where Kentucky kicks those cowbell teeth in. Yeah. So say cowbell swinging people. With a quarterback that almost came here. Yeah. 
Tommy Frazier, people forget that. That's always been a tough place to win, too, Mississippi State. Cowbells are good. I still don't know how they're legal and how they get away with doing it. They're but grandfathered in. That's why yeah. they're still. Yeah, I agree, though. It's just cheating straight up because you can just be lazy and move your wrist. Like, to scream takes it's effort. Genius. <laughs> so when you wake up at 11 a.m., Charles, to prepare for a day of Kentucky football and bachelor party, what is your go-to I'm starting this day off the right way Meal and beverage choice. Well, one, a cat's win would totally start the day. Well, off no, but correctly. I'm talking about before the. You, you um, know what I mean? You wake up at like 9 a.m. Probably like, feeling like a little light. rough. I'm a light breakfast guy when I know I'm going to be uh, really watching the cats. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, like, how light? Like, are we talking like? Well, it depends on what I did the night before. Just an. If egg? I need to soak something up. I'll go to Chick Fil A. Okay. Okay. Chicken egg and cheese biscuit. Okay. Coffee, potatoes. Hash, hash browns, whatever you want to call No, will you do the, the morning cocktail? I don't drink. I'll do a morning cocktail. Yeah, but is, are you a Buddy Mary guy? Are you mimosa. a mimosa guy? Okay, okay. I See, if I weren't working, I think a very spicy Bloody Mary with, like, a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, get the nice bacon grease, really help things sit well, That's that would be where I would go to. And Bloody Mary, it's basically a meal, too. So you're eating two meals. While also getting hydrated. There you go. This is just a recommendation. Do you know the keys to a good recovery after a night out? Uh, Liquor barn delivery? No. <laughs> There's three <laughs> things you need in the morning okay, to th- bounce back. Three things to bounce back. This, and this is Can I guess one of them? Yes. Yeah. Grease. Electrolytes. That's that's part of one, yes. Well, so it's grease, right? So like Gator, I Gatorade. I'm a big fan of a greasy cheeseburger. Okay. Some people like cheeseburgers. Some people like, like a Sprite. I can't do carbonation. Okay. You, you need a, a lemon lime Gatorade. Are you are you writing this down? Yes. Okay, lemon lime Gatorade. Very important. And an AM BM. Do you all know what an AM BM oh, is? Oh yes, yes, yes. Good good morning bowel movement. Yep. Uh, and a positive attitude. And those there you three go. things. You that's will, all. You will tackle that day. Wow, that's great advice, Drew. Number three is the most important: positive attitude. There you it's go. all about upstairs. Yeah, and you are talking about us losing games. Okay, Mr. Positive. So Gatorade, AM, BM, right. positive attitude. 15-0, folks. Just, I hope you've got it written down. 15-0. Set it there in stone. Go. It's happening. Cats are hanging banners. It's going to be a party at KS Bar. We're opening early on game day, too. Yeah, 8 a.m. pregame show. Oh, man, it's going to be. Somebody call me, make sure I'm up. It is going to be a wild time. We can't wait to get things rolling, and we can't wait until we're back. Make sure you tune in, listen in, subscribe, and thanks for listening to the KSR Football Podcast. And peep the technique. Don't sweat the technique.